Okay. So we are continuing letter 26. And now, after raising those four large questions, we're getting answers. And the fundamental answer we have today, where we see that if we actually carefully read this text, it's not talking about the Torah of these laws. Because it doesn't say the teachings of prohibition and permission, the studying the subjects, the laws, which would, God forbid, imply the Torah is coming from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. <clears throat> it's talking about the things themselves that are prohibited or are permitted. They come from the energy of this tree of knowledge of good and evil, which means it's a reference to what we call Kabbalistically, klipas noiga. A klipa is a shell, a husk. Anoika means there's a shine through it of godly energy. And this is the admixture of godliness and evil that's the majority of our world, the high majority of our world. So anything coming from this energy has this potential, this possibility. Is it permissible? Is it forbidden? The root word forbidden actually means bound up. A sore forbidden, a sore bound. Because evil binds up this item that its energy can't ascend to God. But if something's permissible, mutar, which means unbound, then the energy can ascend to God. And therefore, for example, we're talking about food. If we eat with the intention of having energy to serve God, that energy goes up to God. Even if we didn't think anything in mind when we ate. But if we ate and then use the energy to serve, to pray, to study, the energy of that fruit ascends to God. And on the Sabbath, on the Shabbos, all of this energy of Klipas Naiga, this admixture of godliness and evil, it's all elevated as all the world, the external aspect of the world are elevated to God on the Sabbath. And that's why it's a commandment to eat on the Sabbath, pleasurable foods, more meat and wine than usual. In the weekday, we don't want you eating that much meat and that much wine. A drunken, a glutton. But on the Sabbath, it's a good thing because it's a sense to God. But only if it's permissible food, if it's untied. But if it's forbidden food, if the food is bound up with evil, it's not going to sense. Not if you have holy intentions. Not if you even utilize the energy in a holy way. Not if you're eating it on the Sabbath. It's bound up and tied to evil. It cannot ascend. But then we're only talking about the items, not the Torah. The study of the Torah of laws dealing with permissible and forbidden and pure and impure. This is all part of Torah. This is all part of the body of what we call the oral law. And the oral law, as it's explained in many places in the Zohar, emanates from the divine attribute of sovereignty of the highest world, of the world of being. In the beginning of a certain section of Zohar, it says sovereignty is the mouth, which we call the oral Torah. And this is in the world of being. We know in the world of being, God and the lights and the vessels are all one. So we have the infinite light of God in the world of being in an absolute unity. He, his will, his wisdom vested in his speech, in sovereignty, are entirely one. So this indivisible level of divinity can't be described in compound terms as a tree of knowledge of both good and evil. The laws of the oral Torah 
are relating to the divine attribute of sovereignty of the world of being, so they have the same indivisible unity. They're not coming from a knowledge of good and evil. They're purely only God. 